0: go let go 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 before we jump into our episode today I wanted to talk about our sponsor so you've just purchased the Harry Potter Diagon alley set and just love the build and the design. But think, what would it look like at night if it was all lit up? Well, with Game of Bricks, you really don't have to imagine it. They made it a reality. Game of Bricks produces custom lighting kits for your favorite Lego set from the Lamborghini Zion to the Razor Crest to the latest Lego Christmas two-in-one wreath set. There are so many options to choose from. They send you a lighting kit and then you slightly adapt the building process so that you can include the lights in your set. They sent me a lighting kit for the Disney castle and just wow, the level of detail and depth it gives is just stunning. Make your Lego creation a statement piece and stand out on your shelf with a Game of Bricks lighting kit. These can be purchased through their website on gameofbricks.eu And the link will be provided in the description. Give that Lego build the extra pop of light and color it deserves. And purchase yourself a lighting kit from Game of Bricks. Hey, welcome to the Back to Brick podcast. So first off, I wanted to, uh, you know, introduce our guest, Aaron Newman, to the podcast. Hey, thank you for coming on tonight.
1: Absolutely. Pleasure to be here.
0: First things first, let's let's, uh, get to know you a little bit better. Just give us a brief uh, overview of, you know, where you're from, what you like to build. Sure. Um, so
1: I'm Aaron. I uh, currently live in California, but uh, most recently uh, was in New Hampshire. And I—I I mean, I love to build all kinds of stuff. I'm a—you know—Lego artist who works on commissions. So I build all kinds of different stuff. But uh, if I had my way, I'd be building a lot of dragons all the time. <laughs> and medieval fantasy—that's one of my favorite things to work on. Um, but really, you know, I love taking it on taking on a new challenge as well.
0: You know, I always start out my interviews with uh, a basic question, you know, of uh, uh, what kind of minifigure you would have. But I'm going to start this with a little preface. I know you have made your own sig fig. That's true. You know, it looks just like you, just oh, exactly okay. like you. Uh, <laughs> but now I would, I would question if you could change it, you know, with all the uh, different parts and designs that Lego has and uh, yeah. tools, would you, would you add to it at all?
1: Well, in terms, of, in terms of accuracy and uh, representation, I think I've pretty much nailed it on the head, like you say, and I'm very proud of that. Uh, but if, if my fig was going to get an upgrade, uh, just based on the, uh, the things I think it would be cool, uh, maybe I'd put myself in an Iron Man armor and with uh, the portal gun, you know, the, the um, Aperture Science portal launcher weapon. That'd be a pretty cool combo that I don't think has ever really been done before. So I would love to do that for myself um, if I wasn't just in my civilian garb.
0: Right which of course is a suit so it's not really civilian garb you're you're pretty no. dressed up
1: <laughs> right yeah well you know it is um uh that that figure is definitely not representative of of how i uh, dress day to day or even how i'm dressed right now um it's you know uh built built to mimic the uh the the style that i brought to uh to lego masters for instance which is one of the more uh public airings of my my personal wardrobe and uh probably the way most people would recognize me. So it, it seemed about right to do it that way.
0: Completely understandable, which uh, uh, Lego Masters, we will talk about in, uh, in a little bit here, because that's, that's been pretty big for you uh, and a lot wow. of the builders in the community, especially, you know, they've had it in the United States now. But uh, I digress. We'll get to that. First sure. things first, though. Your, um, your life with Lego, how, how did you start out?
1: Um, I've been building with Lego, you know as long as I can remember, probably as long as I was able to literally hold the pieces and click them together um, and I just never stopped um you know some some a false go through a dark age that just never happened to me so i've been been building my whole life really you know twenty more than twenty years now, I would say,
0: very cool, but. And you've you've built sets, of course, that LEGOs produce, but when did you kind of venture off on your own, get into building your own designs? Hard to
1: say. I think, um, you know, at a young age, I was definitely still customizing and, and building things myself. And, um, you know, uh, as kids do, they'll, they'll customize their LEGO creations, they'll make some of their own things. Um, one of the first, like... I guess what I would consider to be a real mock that I built, um, knowing that it was like a custom piece that I was investing all this time and energy into. I was actually at a friend's house building with some of his loose brick and I was building this uh, little like starfighter with a couple of fins on the back. And at some point during the process, I thought to myself, you know, I would love to build this with no studs showing. And so, you know, using the the primitive parts that were available to me at the time, I did my best to make it a completely smooth ship. Um, and that was something I was very proud of. And uh, that was that was something that I built that I remember like having, I guess, more of a, uh, you know, mo- a mock attitude towards it, if that makes sense, rather than just like this, you know, slave one set and modify it with all these extra weapons. I mean, no, I'm, I'm building something totally from scratch um
0: mm-hmm.
1: but, you know since then it's 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 been uh, all the time <laughs> as as i'm sure is true for many people in the community
0: and what's great about it cuz i talk about this with all the other builders is as you continue to build it's you grow on yourself everything you learn not just from yeah, your own uh trial and error you're learning from other people in the community
1: absolutely and that was a huge um that was a huge deal for me um in terms of my you know, progression from kid fan, a fall, you know, through the T fall years, that is, uh, was really just discovering the, uh, the online community and getting to see all of the other amazing work that people were doing, uh, finding my brick building role models and, uh, you know, learning from their example, really.
0: And as you grew, as you know, a mock designer, you really started to personify yourself in the public eye. What, what do you think kind of pushed you, uh, to in that direction, I guess, because I mean, you're known right now as from Lego masters, but mm-hmm. you've done other competitions and other things, um, that, you know, got you recognized.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, Lego masters is certainly the most, uh, visible, uh, of my, my other, I guess, uh, Lego related appearances, but I, I've, I've done some other things in, uh, in terms of just like you know not just my my builds on on a you know elevated stage to be to be seen and observed but also myself uh there was a few years ago i participated in a uh, a disney xd um like lego star wars building competition live stream called battle of the bricks that um that was on youtube um and the the way i found that was really just a uh uh, one of the communities I'm a part of online, you know, the ambassador was asking people, hey, does anyone live in LA who's, you know, able to go and do this, who wants interested in doing this? I was like, yes, of course I want to do this. That sounds so fun. At the time I was, uh, I was attending school at UCLA. So I was, it was very convenient for me to, uh, to show up and be on set for, you know, a, a day and build with Lego and have fun. With- um, with And then of course I was also on the, the Ellen DeGeneres show, but that was really uh, like in relation to Lego masters as a, um, like a press, uh, advanced press kind of thing. I think it aired actually the day of the premiere or the day in advance of the premiere.
0: That mm-hmm. was really
1: fun though. That was, that was the kind of opportunity I definitely never expected to have in my life, um, <laughs> especially not for Lego reasons. I mean, I, uh, I was talking about it with my wife who was at that point my fiance. And um, you know, she said, wow, babe, like you know, getting on Ellen, that's like a bigger deal than Lego Masters. I was like, yeah, it is. It's, it's a huge deal. Uh, That was really cool. The people at Ellen were were very um, uh, gracious and and happy to have me. And it was an honor to get to be there and,
0: you know, show off some of my
1: my work there as well.
0: It's funny because my wife kind of said the same thing as I was like, oh, I got this great interview with Aaron. Uh, She's like, oh, uh, from Lego Masters. And and I said, oh, he's on the Ellen DeGeneres show. She's like, no, he wasn't. She's like, that's (laughs) the one person she'd love to meet uh, celebrity wise. Um, Yeah. And uh, I, I never got to meet Ellen herself. The the whole
1: segment mm-hmm. was pre taped, unfortunately. But she still introduced my segment, and I was on the <laughs> Ellen show, so it it counts. She said right? your name. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> As you said before, you were at UCLA. You studied theater, correct? That's correct. Yeah. I um I studied theater.
1: Um I was uh I was in the performing arts world uh from late middle school through the end of college. That was what I thought I was going to do with my life, and then. You know, through some artistic um, examination and a little bit of sturm and drang in my soul, really, I came to realize that the Lego building thing was where my heart truly was. And, you know, clearly that's that's really uh, worked out okay for me since uh, since I really decided to commit full bore to uh, pursuing Lego art as my my means of expression and my my primary career
0: it's it's really refreshing I think to hear that I think a lot of people also should be hearing that i I did listen to your interview on the uh, the artist corner for the global yeah. influence on YouTube right. and you know it's your passion like enjoy not just being it as like a hobby passion but you took that extra you took the leap and decided yeah. you would put your effort into this it's um it's really inspiring to like I think not my not even just myself but people hopefully that are listening to realize that like you know if you have a passion jump definitely uh you,
1: well you gotta jump but i as much as as much as it seems like this was a, a kind of jumped into it really was you know uh a gradual coming about in a certain way because i had well, started 20 years but <laughs> you know so several you know so many 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 years of building lego that helped but right, right. Um, i had actually started doing some commission work before, um, you know, before I made that that decision, I had also, you know, uh, launched myself a, a Lego building Instagram and all those other things. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like, you know, actually the place where I met my wife was at a um, uh, we did a, a, a summer business intensive um, a few years ago. Um, and she was there because uh, she she wanted to get some business acumen for um opening her own physical therapy practice one day. Uh, Mm -hmm. and I, uh, you know, went in there basically with the pocket dream of, well, what if I could make this Lego thing into a business and, and support myself that way? So it was always kind of bouncing around in my mind. It really just, um, it took me realizing that the, the world of theater, um, the lifestyle of an actor, the, the amount of commitment that it takes and the amount of wholehearted, um, you know, sacri- you have to sacrifice a lot and be willing to give up a lot to um pursue that that particular um artistic dream. There's a lot of people out mm-hmm. there who yeah. want to be in the show in show business and you know in the in that world. I myself realized I was like, I don't want it badly enough to do all of this suffering. Uh there's especially else like like we know that I really truly loved more. Uh, and that's the thing. I mean I think if if um if theater and acting had been this thing for me where I really couldn't have seen myself doing anything else, then you know then the the struggle and the um the difficulty and the hard work and the you know not having a real job for um for several years if you're lucky uh you know that all would have been worth it because that's the thing that you know you would that you' love to do but for me it um you know wasn't the uh it, it it wasn't my thing. This this is my mm-hmm. thing. This mm-hmm. is this is where yeah. my heart really is. So, um, so all of the well, hard work that I've done since uh since becoming a LEGO artist, that's all felt so worth it to me because it was you know a meaningful investment of time and energy towards the thing that I, I love more than anything.
0: And you really didn't transition out of the art uh, realm. You just kind of evolved, which is great because I mean right. you probably right. you probably have some great talents with theater. I mean you you were in the UCLA theater program. That's pretty competitive <laughs> yes. as far as I know. It was, um, yeah. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It,
1: I must say it is, it is, um, it is a, a fairly competitive program, but you know, the, the thing about the UCLA um, training program is that um, they really foster uh, not just, you know, like a conservatory style education, but also a, you know, a, a, we as students were required to take courses in other things too, like science mm-hmm. and history and, all the other things that, you know, I've always found interesting. I've always kind of been a, a studious uh, person and a, a good student. So for me, those classes were really enjoyable and just helped to remind me that there's more out there to the world than just this, you know, this thing that I was getting training in at the time. And I also, you know, everything happens for a reason. And I definitely feel like my uh, my theater background has served me um, and informed my, my brick building art, you know?
0: Right. I mean, and you it it shows definitely not only in your your building style but it, the photography style because you know it it isn't just about the build you have to represent the build in the best way
1: oh 100% this is um this is my I will I will you know plant my flag in this spot and and you know fight to the death defending it i really think that people need to put more effort into photographing and post-production on their pictures a lot of them I mean there's some amazing creations out there but you have to acknowledge especially I mean especially now with um you know with the virus we're not living in a convention world right now Mm -hmm. the way you're going to your work is going to get seen the way you're going to get to share your talent with the world is through a photo so invest the energy in making the photo or photos you know represent it and show it to its best ability that's something I think is true, is really important. And I've definitely developed that skill and grown my, uh, uh, you know, my, my, my vocabulary of, of photography self-taught. Um, Basically, whenever there was a time when I was like, you know, I really feel like, x y or z would help show off this mock then i would just have to basically learn how to do it but anyway i i, I just feel like that definitely uh, you know presentation is everything and yeah and like you say it can it can help to inform the story of the build and really resonate the stories so i think it's a, always always a worthwhile effort to um, make make a build look its best
0: yeah and i mean like your build may be you know an eight but like having the photography done well just puts it to that 10 like as an example you did some i really enjoy like your iron man and your um demogorgon like you but you set the scene you have not just the build you have uh the upside down you've got him uh in the town from iron man one it makes you feel like it was part of it yeah
1: yeah i i exactly i mean i Th- those are some those are definitely on the the extreme end of like post production background you know different lighting conditions and all that mm-hmm. um but i those are some of my proudest photos as well and you know I don't think everyone needs to worry about you know doing all of that for every every picture, but basic things like lighting and having a good camera and um you know uh just just the basics you know um i think are are really important and oftentimes underappreciated um I, I just finished judging the um the summer joust, which is a contest hosted by I think it's Innovalog, um, or or may not be Innovalog, but a, a contest, uh, annual contest of medieval building, um, very popular. And, you know, one of the categories that we're judging on is presentation. And that's a mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. portion of your score for a reason, is, is all I would say about that. I'm. I'm actually. I'm a pretty mean judge when it comes to presentation. I have to apologize to all the builders who entered, but uh, I think my presentation scores were some of the meanest. Sorry. <laughs> hey,
0: it, I mean, with the experience you have, you know what does well. It, you know, right. you're just helping in that case. Yeah. That's the hardest right. part about a harsh critic. They're still giving you critic to make you better.
1: Right. Right. Well, they. You. You hope they. You certainly hope they are. And I feel like a lot of people who. Um, who give a constructive critique that's that's all they're trying mm-hmm. to do so try to stay right. open open to that everybody you know we, we can all it's hard to receive that kind of critique but it's it's always if it's coming from someone who um is ta- is within their their realm of experience or realm of expertise like i think it's mm-hmm. always worth listening and trying to keep to that sort of thing oh yeah yeah
0: now to to do a little sidetrack What can we talk about a little bit about your process? What, how do you start your design, like your ideas and then get to that final product?
1: It really depends project to project. I mean, in the case that I'm doing a commission build for somebody, you know, they'll have most often something they'll want me to, to replicate, um, be it a, a home or a pet or a particular, you know, scene from a beloved movie or book or X, Y, or Z. Um, and in that case, the first place I'll start usually is just a little bit of light research, um, you know, referencing images, things like that, trying to get a handle on what the thing is, um, figuring out the scale that will work best if that hasn't already been negotiated. Um, I mean, that's another thing is of course, you know, for, for commission build scale is incredibly important for determining your budget. So oftentimes that's, that's, uh, talked about ahead of time and X, Y, or Z, but, if I'm building something purely for myself, you know, determining scale is very important. Usually um, like with something like the, um, the Sauron build that I did, the, the figurine of Sauron, that was just uh, mm-hmm. something I did for me. The The first step for that is, is in building the part that is most recognizable or most distinctive or, you know, uh, I don't know what to call it, but like that that, that portion of the character or the, the the item you're trying to replicate like that has that quintessential quality that's going to spark that recognition for somebody. Uh, and in Spor- in Sauron's case, it was the helmet. You know, that's like the most iconic part of the whole character. So I was like, how can I build this helmet? And then once I built the helmet, you know, if you have a size of a head, the rest of the body will follow. Um, that was kind of a you know useful for determining scale in that case. Um, you know, thinking about color palette, thinking about you know <laughs> uh subconsciously trawling through the the encyclopedia of lego in my mind thinking can i do this in that color are right pieces do i have the right pieces you know um so figuring out color and then you know it, it'll it just get i'll get to work it, it, it depends though i mean for bigger things uh i'm working on i'm working on a, a larger scale model right now actually that's on my desk and uh, it's it's going to be 18 inches tall. So the first thing I'm figuring out is pure structure and uh, like a technic framework for the mm-hmm. for the piece. Um, Since so it's going to have to be able to support itself and I want it to be somewhat playable for the client. Um, so th- that's also a really important step is to figure out a framework. Uh, a lot of times when I'm building a creature or character, I'll still also make a kind of a framework or I like to call it a skeleton where I'll figure out, okay, what are the proportions of the figure? How is it going to move? Um, and then, you know, basically build like a stick figure using the kind of joints that I'm hoping to use, but, uh, you know, bas you know, bare plates or technic parts or whatever in between just to get a sense of the proportion. So I know, okay, well, if I'm working on the upper arm, here's how much space I'm going to have to work with. Uh, and here's what joints I'm going to have to incorporate, for instance. Uh, so it, it varies model, model to model, but those are some general first things that I do. Um. I'm constantly referring to reference images if I'm working on something that's uh, not from my purely from my imagination. But um, yeah, it's it's a process um, that I like to think is is uh, flexible depending on the project.
0: It's it's great to hear that it it always changed because you're right. It, every build is different. You have elements that may be similar, but there's a lot that changes, and you have to adapt for that structure or that design aspect just to get it just right. And that kind of leads a great segue into your builds and your time at Lego Masters. Like you you had some intense builds that you had to do in short periods of time and your process has to adapt to that. Uh, Like it sure did. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The
1: um, uh, I mean the, the thing that I feel like I and the other contestants have always said is that the heart, the biggest restriction, I mean, obviously was time. You know, because time is a huge, time limit is a huge stressor. Um, we had to make very quick decisions. We had to, in a lot of cases, you know, there wasn't time to go back and revise one's work in the way that a lot of us would love to do and to make um, to make something perfect, so to speak. You kind of have to get it right on the first try um, or decisions that you make are going to uh, have a cascading and, you know, negative effect on the rest of that time. Um... But yeah, so the process. Um, I, you know, that was a, that was a big adjustment for all of us. I think um, for me personally, I wish I had given uh, myself a little bit more time to just sit and plan because I really can be a very quick builder. But there were a few builds where I think Christian and I were very eager to jump into the pieces, and rather than getting a full picture um, or concept of what we wanted to do ahead of time, there were some times when you know the the, the speed with which we attacked a project were was in our favor. Uh for instance, the the very first challenge, you know, we we were like the first ones to basically mount a big Ferris wheel and then nobody else wanted to build one after that point. That was <laughs> there was speed to our advantage, but there were other periods uh-huh. where the um for instance the the uh movies challenge where we kind of just went with the first one of the first romance ideas that popped into our heads and that ended up shooting us in the foot later. Uh anyway, yeah, it, it was a it was a big adjustment for sure and um, I'm appreciative that the show kept everyone around for at least two challenges because just being in the brick room alone was a huge adjustment, you know, to, to have to run or r- run to go, we got parts, figure out where everything was, you know, that's a, that's a big, uh, obstacle to overcome. And it was, it was very, uh, sportsmanlike of them to give everyone at least time to get over that, that hurdle, I think.
0: And it's you're your own worst enemy in those cases because you may have that first idea and you just run with it like you said, then you're like, oh, well actually that's this could be better. You change it midway. Uh because yeah. I know that that happened sometimes in challenges. Um yeah. with other yeah. the other teams. Um it, it it's a tricky spot to be in. I mean, then
1: you know, you really have to think to yourself, do I have time to make this right? And there was, there are some cases where you do and this, mm-hmm. some
0: cases, mm-hmm.
1: cases where you don't. And there's also some cases, the very lucky, happy cases where um, you can take something that you were going to scrap and find a new and clever way to incorporate it. And therefore it wasn't really lost time, you know?
0: Yeah. And as you were saying about, you know, being in the brick room, how, how do you feel? Like, what's, what's your level of stress going through that? And, you know, watching other people build, uh, like, I just want, like, we see it on screen, but like from your own personal standpoint, like you're race, racing to do something and watching everyone else. Yeah. How did you feel?
1: It's, it depended on the moment.
0: I mean, there
1: are some challenges where you couldn't be happier. I feel really in my element. I felt like, you know, oh, I got this. I know what I'm doing. I have a plan. I feel confident in the ability to make this this thing. I feel like it's going to be awesome and epic. And I know the colors and X, Y, and Z. And then there were other times where, um, you know, you have the camera right in your face and the celebrity guest, you know, tromping around and being distracting and you really need to get this thing done, but there's time is running short and you know, the, the, the pressure you can really feel it then Um in terms of like being able to be in a room full of other people building. I mean, frankly, I don't know about other people's experience, but I hardly had time to look at what anyone else was doing. You know, there were, there were moments where they would, um, you know the 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 producers on the floor might say like okay oh, we need a shot where <laughs> you're going you're looking over at mark and boone's table so can we get you guys to do that real fast and then you get a second to look up and see what they're working on from afar and you're like oh that looks pretty cool and then back to work really um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that that was another that's another aspect of it is balancing the the demands of tv production you know as much it is it is reality television it is quote-unquote reality on you know television it, There there's a degree of staging and a degree of um uh, I don't know what to call it. Um, you know.
0: Uh, it's kind of like a choreographed, choreographed yeah, exactly. act. Yeah, I,
1: I will say, though, I think um th- th- there's a there's a number of people out there who who feel like the um, the the judging or the like storylines per episode were and and that's that could not be further from the truth. The the creations that we put forward were authentically ours, authentically come up with in the moment. And I think. Um, I mean, the reason behind that is that it's, it's, it's frankly a legal matter. Um, The show has to be extremely um, cautious for, uh, you know, uh, making sure that everyone's on the same footing, that no team has an advantage over the other, uh, you know, Mm -hmm, to avoid mm -hmm. litigation, frankly. So we definitely did do those builds. No one knew what was going to happen before we all found out at the same time. Uh, So that part was real. But things like what we were wearing and, you know, the the talking with the will or the brick masters, I mean, those were times they would be like, okay, they're going to come over to you now. You know, they're going to take like two minutes. Another thing they had to make sure of was that everyone got equal exposure to the judges. Of course, you don't want any favoritism or any um, uh, unequal kind of uh treatment in that regard of course and jamie and amy really were the ones making the decisions as as far as i know you know it wasn't like the producers have them go up there and do their judging and then you know uh tell them what to do i really believe that the decisions were made by jamie and amy themselves and uh and all that but but all that said you know i'm not used to building with lego uh building lego with a camera or you know 11 cameras on the floor you know watching your every move i don't think any anyone can really be ready for that until you're in it and that's the part that, you know, can add an extra level of, of pressure and a feeling of, of performativity to the whole endeavor.
0: And I feel like that's a great bonding experience too with everyone there because oh, they yeah. probably haven't had any of that either. So you once you've completed the build, you know, I mean, you're you're competing, but you're still, I'm guessing, friendly because I see you guys talk all the time. We, and, uh, we all
1: love each other. We're all really, really close. Um, it, it, it definitely was the sort of thing where it was a huge bonding experience for us. Um, you know, uh the from this from the outset, I think this just has more to say this says more about the people who were in the room than the uh the the timbre the show was going for. But there was never a moment where anyone wanted anyone else to fail. You know, this is this is not the kind of people that they got. Um not that the show was trying to push negativity or anything like that, but, you know, they would uh they would oftentimes ask us like, oh who do you who do you think is is uh you know going home this week or things like that. And we'd be like, well, everyone's mm-hmm. build is special. Everyone's build is something awesome. You know what I mean? Um, it's, we really cr- kind of created a, a family and there was so much time just, you know, burning time backstage and hanging out and, you know, eating lunch together and all that stuff that really uh, uh, put us in a great situation for, for becoming our little Lego masters family.
0: I think that's very refreshing to hear too, because when I see the show, like, you know, you see the scripted parts, but when I think about it, it almost reminds me of like a, a great British baking where like yes. they bond over, uh, you know, baking, they, they bring their own recipes, but then they have to go through a technical challenge. So they have no idea what's going on, but then at the end it's, a, they hug each other because they're, they're family. I, they, you become yeah, a family at that point.
1: Definitely. And, and Le- I mean, Lego's a very creative, um, hobby and it's artistic and everyone who who is there on lego masters is an artist you know and we all we all love to support each other's work um yeah yeah it's um it's just a a positive positive form community is a positive yeah well it's a positive community um in a lot of ways i think um there's some unfortunate um undercurrents of um you know, uh, I mean, there's cert- like in any community, there's certain corners of the Lego community that really are um, uh, unfortunately kind of full of hate. And that's that's something I really, you know, don't like. Um, but it's uh, it's unavoidable when you have something that's mm-hmm. this widespread and this um, this beloved by so many people. Of course, you're going to have people who then want to weaponize Lego towards their, you know, misogyny or things like that, which is just horrid. Um, And I'm glad the show was really um, uh, consciously trying to fight, you know, gender stereotypes in the Lego community Mm -hmm. and um, made a real effort to highlight the work of amazing female Lego artists, not just all of, you know, the boys who have been building with Lego. I think that was that was one of that. And also, you know, um, just the the whole cast. It was a very uh, inclusive message to have such a diverse group of people working with Lego on the show, you know, really does show that Lego is for everyone and should be for everybody.
0: I think that, you know, Lego masters, that's one of their best parts of the show is because I know that they've struggled in recent terms to, you know, coming up with like the Lego friends categories and trying to get the female aspect to it. But like seeing the designers of uh, from Lego masters just really brings, I think it into the front of pop culture, realizing that like, Oh, Legos have always been labeled for boys, but it's really everyone,
1: whoever yeah, wants exactly. to
0: build, and who, it's Definitely. about being creative and an artist.
1: One hundred percent, yeah. And I I know that the um, the the female artists on Lego Masters have received tremendous and overwhelming um and heart- heartening support uh from 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 girls all over. You know that they they really are being looked up to as role models, and that's that's incredibly special for them and also for. For the girls who are seeing, you know, find,
0: finding a uh,
1: a building role model that they can look up to, I think that's 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 super special.
0: It really is. And now I know we've gone over our time just a little bit. I had two final questions for you. Um, sure. One, your your time at Lego Masters. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite build? Oh, this
1: is I get asked this question all the time, and it
0: changes day to day. <laughs> day but. Um, I think
1: today I'm going to say the cut in half challenge because I always say something else. Um, but the cut in half challenge, in terms of its its technical execution, concept, um, movement integration, you know, level of detail, all of that, um, I, I could not have been prouder of that build. That was one of my very favorites from the show.
0: I, I have to say, personally, I like that challenge because I was expecting, you know, you get a, a uh, one of the teams that had a telescope and a cut it half, and I'm like, yeah. oh, they're just going to finish the telescope. But then, you know, everybody takes their creative liberty to it and makes it something completely out of left field, which I yeah. think it pays testament to all of you on that show as well as any LEGO artists that we see something more.
1: Definitely. Definitely. I mean, that and that's the thing is it's, you know... Uh they could have made it a challenge that was pure replication and that would have been its own test of our skills, but this was really more a test of our, you know, our creativity and um and that's the kind of thing the show wants to promote. Of course, it's um you know, it's well and good that Lego makes all these sets that are hugely awesome, accurate, perfect replications of like a Star Wars ship or a, you know, um X, Y, or Z. But I think the 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 thesis of Lego Masters really is and you know was Make make it your own, build it yourself, you know, uh, go on that journey and um, uh, explore using the bricks.
0: and that is the best part about Lego is to continue to explore and 100%. i it, it leads me to like my final question I always ask is I mean we've gone over this in the in this interview, but what do you think Lego has done to impact your life?
1: Oh, my gosh, um well. <laughs> It's hard for me to imagine my life without Lego. It's such an important part of uh who I am, what I do, my day um my my sense of of purpose um it's 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 just it's it's given me a great gift um to have this thing that is constructive and artistic and gives me a space to exercise mindfulness and um gives me, you know, uh, a connection with my inner child and also, you know, uh, now helps to pay the bills, which is a true blessing. Um, So Lego, Lego is a huge deal to me. I don't think it'll ever stop being a huge deal to me. Um, So I hope that answers the question.
0: (laughs) Oh, it totally does. I I mean, I think we all have that same feeling. And I, I I love that you have gone this come this far you know continue on lego masters and building what you do um you know in my eyes everybody who was on that show is a lego master because you had to do what the designs and ability you guys did just to get there um yeah
1: absolutely and thank you i
0: i of course i think everyone like who's listening like take that you know next step just become comfortable with yourself, like get creative and do more. As I always say, like get, get creative and get out there. Um, and I think Aaron really, you embody that, which is, um, great. And I think that, you know, we have season two coming up and the applications are out. I yeah, think people should, should really I've get out there. Apply. Yeah. I think it was, it was, I know uh, I will it,
1: was be. <laughs> it was a pretty singular experience. Um, once in a lifetime, really. Uh, well, we hope I'll be maybe there's a Lego masters all-star one day. That'd be fun to, you know, come back. But, um, I would encourage everyone to try for this opportunity. I think it's, um, it was, it was pretty awesome. You know, if for no other reason than the fact that there's a crew of 12 people who clean up after you when you're building, which never <laughs> happens.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> big, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, Aaron, uh, i want to thank you again for coming on the show. Everyone. I really want you to go check out his work, Aaron Newman. Uh, on uh you know Flickr, instagram on his website all of it's going to be in the show notes um and definitely get out there watch lego masters and if you you know have the guts to just put in an application you never know what can happen um so aaron again thank you for taking the time uh this evening Absolutely. to talk to us um and uh i hope you keep building you know I, I can't wait to see what's next
1: yeah thanks a lot for having me uh and uh Hope I've given all your listeners something fun to uh, think about.
0: I I think they will. And um, I hope you have a great rest of your evening. Yeah, you too. Take care. If you enjoyed the interviews, please stick around and subscribe. We have more interviews coming. Subscribe. Leave us a comment. Comments are really helpful so that other people can see the podcast and get interested in them. I'll leave you as I always do. Get creative, get out there, and go build something.